0: somebody give him a praise somebody give him a praise somebody come on lift your hands hallelujah come on all over this building the glory of the Lord is in this house the glory of the Lord is in this house hallelujah come on come on all over this sanctuary lift up your voice Woo. my God somebody ought to put their hands together and give God a praise Here. I know the organ can follow me along but the old timers used to sing uh, for it reaches to the high is mountains Anybody remember that old song? And it flows to the lowest valley The blood that gives me strength from day to day It will never, it will never, oh, somebody ought to throw your hands in the air. It will never lose its power, come on. If you believe that, lift your hands. Hallelujah. What a powerful presence of the Lord is in this place. Amen. Can we clap our hands one more time and thank God for what he's already doing in this place. Amen. Grab your Bibles if you would this morning. I'm going to hasten to the word of the Lord. It is our custom in this house to stand for the reading of the word of the Lord if you are not yet on your two feet. If you would join us in preparation for the entrance of the Word of the Lord this morning. How many of you are thankful to be in the house of the Lord on this Sunday morning? Oh, what an awesome privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord, and I am so thankful God is in the middle of doing amazing things in this house, and we are so grateful for that. I want to make sure and highlight to you, uh, if you have not seen any of the social media announcements, tonight is going to be a special service. We are going to highlight an incredible program that this church supports called Hope Corps. And uh, tonight we're going to have a special presentation and you don't want to miss it. It's going to be an amazing time in the Holy Ghost tonight. So uh, do whatever you got to do to be here to save your seat. Y- y- y'all may need to just scoot in a little bit, make room for all the people coming in the doors. <laughs> Get here early, and we're going to have a Holy Ghost time in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to go this morning to the book of First Kings, chapter number 18. First Kings chapter 18, and while you're turning there, let me join in saying what a privilege it is to have all of our guests that are in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Rock Church, would you help me just make them feel welcome? Come on, let's do our best right now. Amen. I see guests all over the sanctuary today, and we want you to know what a privilege it is to have you in the house of the Lord. If you're a first time guest, when you came in this morning, you should have received. A VIP invitation card. And if you're here as a first time guest and you did not receive one, if you would just lift your hands momentarily, we'll bring one right to you. We need one card right over here. And uh, that VIP card is an invitation for you to join us for a few moments right after the service. If you go out into the lobby, you're going to find a red carpet. Somebody will be there to usher you into our VIP room. We've prepared a few uh, refreshments, and I've got a small gift that I'd like to give you as a token of our appreciation and having you with us this morning. We want to take just a moment to get to know you a little bit better and tell you how grateful we are that you joined us this morning. Amen, church. Would you help me one more time? Put your hands together for all of our guests. (laughs) Amen. 1 Kings chapter 18, I want to begin reading at verse number 36. Now before I begin reading, I want to set a little bit of context for this uh, series of verses. You will know that in 1 Kings chapter number 18, the prophet Elijah has issued a challenge to all of the priests of Baal. And he has declared unto them that they would meet on Mount Carmel and they would offer up a sacrifice on that mountain. And he said, whoever's God answers by fire, then that'll be the God that we serve. If Jehovah answers by fire, uh, then we're going to worship Jehovah. And if Baal answers by fire, uh, then we'll declare that Baal is God. And so they get up on the mountain and they get everything prepared and the prophets of Baal go first and they, they, they the Bible tells us, began to chant and to worship and to pray. And they did this for quite some time and nothing happened. They become frantic because the heavens are quiet. And I love the way the scripture shows this to us, but Elijah begins to mock them. Elijah had a sense of humor, and he begins to tell them, maybe your God is on vacation. Read it when you get home. He said, maybe your God is deaf, and he can't hear your prayers that just got them more riled up and they began jumping up and down on the altar and the bible said that they began to cut themselves and spill blood they they were desperate for baal to answer and in all of their antics the heavens were silent finally the prophet steps up and said all right you've had all day long and it doesn't look like baal's going to do anything step to the side And we pick up here in verse uh, number 36. uh, The prophet simply declares a 63-word prayer. And it came to pass uh, the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, here he goes, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, Let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Verse 38 says, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up all the water that was in the trench. And when the people saw it, they fell on their face and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is the God. (laughs) And Elijah said unto them, take the prophets of Baal and let not one of them escape. And they took them and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. God brought an exceeding great victory to Elijah. Then, when you skip to chapter 19, verse number 1 says And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Listen to verse number two. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Jezebel sent a threat to him and said, let me be just like one of them if by this time tomorrow you're not a dead man. Verse number three. And when he saw that. Now, you got to think like a preacher thinks. I, I I look at every phrase and word of the scripture. It says that he saw that but there was nothing to see she simply sent word but he let that word turn into a visual in his mind he let his he let the word he let the information he received bring creation to his imagination and in his mind's eye he saw himself being killed by Jezebel And when he saw that, he arose and ran. The Bible says went, but it means he ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. And he came thither unto a cave, and he lodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? Remember, when God asks questions, it's never to gain information. And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. After this incredible demonstration of God's power to Elijah. Verse 9 says, and he came thither into a cave. Some transliterations say, and he hid himself there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him for a few moments this morning I simply want to preach about caves and conquerors caves and conquerors let's put our Bibles down and one more time clap our hands and give the Lord a great praise in this house today Oh, come on. Let's give God a great praise in this house. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. You may be seated. For years, men have fled to caves. The Mayans called the caves Shivalva which means the place of fear. Some Jews survived World War II by hiding in caves in the Ukraine known as the priest's grotto. David, when he was fleeing in fear from Saul and from King Achish, the Bible said that he hid in the cave of Adulam, and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him. It has been my observation that it is often the human tendency that when we run into trouble, that when situations unfold in our life that can be challenging or intimidating, that we have a propensity to run and to hide. We have a propensity to find a cave to withdraw ourselves into. Now, I know we're not talking about a physical cave, but I'm preaching to some people that know what I'm talking about, that when life begins to throw us some challenges, we have a propensity to withdraw ourselves into isolation. We begin to withdraw ourselves uh, into a place uh, of little to no interaction uh, with the rest uh, of our world. uh, Because in our mind, uh, we feel like the only hope uh, that we have uh, of avoiding hurt uh, and avoiding pain uh, and avoiding confusion uh, and avoiding betrayal uh, and avoiding being lied on uh, and avoiding all of these things uh, is for us us uh, to disconnect ourselves uh, and to go uh, into uh, a cave. Uh, If I come in this cave, uh, nobody can hurt me. Uh, If I come into this cave, uh, nobody will bother me. Uh, If I come uh, into this cave, uh, nothing uh, will happen to me. Perhaps one of the most famous accounts in history Is the account of a man by the name of Shochi Yoko. Shochi Yoko was conscripted into the Imperial Japanese Army in 1941. Initially, he served with the 29th Infantry Division in Manchukuo in 1943. He was transferred to the 38th Regiment in the Mariana Islands, and he arrived on Guam in, in February of 1943. And when American forces liberated the island in 1944 at the Battle of Guam, Yokoi went into hiding with 10 other Japanese soldiers. And on the evening of January 24th, 1972, some 28 years later, Yokoi was discovered in the jungle. He was found by Jesus Duenas and Manuel de Gracia, two local men who were checking their shrimp traps along a small river in T- uh, Telefofo. And they had initially assumed that Yokoi was a villager from Telefofo but managed to surprise and subdue him, carrying him out of the jungle with minor bruising. For 28 years, years, he hid in an underground jungle cave, fearing to come out of hiding, even after finding out by leaflets that were left scattered that declared that World War II uh, had ended. You see, once You start down down the road uh, of fear and discouragement. Uh, It becomes one of the most difficult uh, and most narrow roads uh, to try and turn around on. Fear uh, will begin to paralyze you. Uh, Discouragement uh, will begin to set boundaries uh, around your life. Uh, Once you begin to live uh, in a state of fear, uh, it becomes one of the most difficult uh, conditions uh, to begin to uh, reverse. Uh, I can't tell you how many times uh, I have sat in front of people uh, that their response uh, from the time they were little to trouble in their life uh, was to run. Their response to trouble uh, in their life uh, was to find a cave. Uh, I'm gonna change locations. Uh, I'm gonna remove myself. Uh, I'm. But I tell you, uh, once you begin running, uh, you will never uh, stop. Uh, fear will never give up on you. Uh, Oh, I wish I had a church in this house this morning. Fear will never turn around and leave you alone. Somewhere, somehow, you will have to turn around and face your fear and face the struggle and face the trouble that is in front of you. Even after finding proof that the war was over, fear had gripped him so tightly that he gave up 28 years of his life living in a cave. I remember many years ago, actually, it wasn't that many because I'm not old. when I was a young, very young boy, dare I say boy, I wish I could say I was five or six, but I was probably close to being a teenager when this happened. Me and two other of my cousins stayed the night at one of my uncle's houses, and my uncle had a stay in the basement of his house. Now you Floridians have no idea what a basement is. It's basically a a subterranean level of your house buried in the ground. And this was an old house, so it did not have fire escape windows. It didn't have any windows in it. And when you went into that basement, it was pitch black and not only did we stay the night at our uncle's house but we had another uncle that was there that night and when you got these two uncles together it always spelled trouble and so we went to bed that night and me and my two other cousins and he had a just a large king size bed down in that room and so all three of us climbed up in that bed, and after just a little while of settling into the, I mean, it was so black, you, you, you couldn't see your hand right in front of your face. All of a sudden, my uncles thought it would be great entertainment to start making noises and start scratching on the walls outside of the room. And so we're laying in the bed. And all of a sudden. See, they're already getting scared. (laughs) I love it when kids help you preach. We heard a door creaking. And then we heard it. Nobody was saying nothing. We just quiet, none of us. My eyes were wide open. Next thing I knew, I felt a hand grabbing my shirt. It was my cousin. He said, go turn the lights on. I said, no, you go turn the lights on. No, you go turn the light. And they were, we were young and they were really good at making noises. You see, in the absence of the illumination of light... To reveal truth, the human psyche becomes vulnerable to the what-ifs. In the absence uh, of the light of truth, The human mind becomes vulnerable to lies and deception. And when you're in the dark, things that are not a threat can feel like they have the ability to take your life. Oh, I know I'm just telling a story, but I'm already preaching to somebody. You see, it didn't take us very long to become hysterical, trapped with fear of what was happening. Something's out there. Uh, What if we die? Uh, What if we this? Uh, What if we that? Why? Uh, Because anytime uh, you are in a cave, uh, fear begins uh, to rule your mind. Uh, Anytime you're in a cave, uh, your mind uh, becomes vulnerable uh, to fear. There was nothing to be afraid of. Uh, We knew we were in my uncle's house. Uh, We knew we were the only ones in the house. Uh, But there is something uh, about the darkness of a cave uh, that begins to play tricks uh, on your mind uh, and begins to talk to you uh, and begins to speak to you. Uh, Can I just preach to somebody uh, that the longer uh, you live in the cave, uh, the more influential uh, the voice of the enemy uh, becomes to you. Uh, the longer you stay in the dark, uh, the more believable uh, the voices of panic uh, and desperation uh, become in uh, your life. I mean, think about this. Elijah had just experienced the most powerful testimony of his ministry to date. He had just, I mean, I wish that happened when I, when I prayed. God, you know those people are causing trouble. Woo, license that thing. Powerful. He walked off of that mountain and every one of those high priests had been vanquished from being a threat to the kingdom of God. And it was at that very moment that the word of Jezebel began to speak to him. Do you think it was coincidence uh, that at a time of his greatest victory uh, that there was a retaliation uh, from the enemy uh, she didn't show up with chariots uh, she didn't show up with swords uh, all she did uh, was send uh, a word to him uh, ain't it something how powerful uh, just a report uh, can send you into a cave of fear isn't it something uh, how just 2 minutes uh, on a news channel uh, can have you shaking uh, in your boots. Uh, I'm trying to stay away from that uh, today, but I feel something uh, pushing me in the back. Uh, Isn't it something uh, how you can read one headline uh, by a news program uh, that contradicts itself uh, every other day uh, and find yourself running uh, into a cave of fear uh, and find yourself fleeing? uh. Oh, I came to preach to somebody. uh, You weren't designed to live uh, in a cave of fear. Uh, God didn't call you uh, to hunker down uh, in a cave of afraid. Uh, God created you uh, to live a life uh, of victory. Uh, oh, come on, somebody. Uh, I just need a church in the building uh, that understands uh, it's not an accident uh, when God gives you victory in your life uh, and the voice uh, of fear uh, begins to talk to to you uh if you listen long enough uh, you'll find yourself uh, backed up in uh, to a cave uh, of doubt uh, and what if uh, and fear in your life this is how the enemy works you remember that when Joseph's brothers wanted to get rid of their brother Joseph that they took his coat and they brought that bloody coat and set it in front of their father and what did they tell their father y'all been y'all been y'all's pastor long enough he didn't have to tell him anything because they understood the power of the human mind The human mind began... To come up with every scenario, every worst case scenario. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if they're right? What if he's dead? What if he, and before you knew it, he spent years of his life mourning over a son that was living. He spent years of his life depressed and in pain over a son that was alive and well. I came to preach to somebody that if you let the enemy Uh, He'll steal your thoughts. Uh, He'll control your mind. Uh, He'll have you so uh, wrapped up uh, that you can't even enjoy uh, the life God's given you uh, because of the fear uh, of the what ifs. I came to declare to somebody uh, you were not created to worry. I said, you were not created uh, to worry. My God, I'm going to preach that uh, until every devil in this building uh, has to put its finger up uh, and bust for the back door. Uh, God did not give you uh, a spirit of fear, uh, but of power uh, and of love uh, and of a sound uh, mind. Uh, Whatsoever things are pure, uh, whatsoever things are true, uh, whatsoever things are lovely, uh, whatsoever things are of a good uh, report uh, if there be any virtue uh, if there be any praise uh, think uh, on these uh, things Uh, my God I'm a conqueror Uh, I refuse to live in a cave Uh, I'm a conqueror Uh, I refuse uh, to let the voice uh, of the enemy uh, back me into a corner uh, of intimidation uh, and seclusion Oh, the same God that brought down the priests of Baal is the same God, Jezebel, that'll bring you down. I feel like preaching to somebody. The same God that's kept you all these years and kept you alive and kept you breathing is the same God that's going to keep you alive to complete his purpose, to complete. His work, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. My life is in God's hands. I'm just going to go ahead and park here for a moment. We're living in a day and age. uh, The Bible said everything uh, that can be shaken uh, will be shaken. Uh, I'm preaching to some apostolics. Uh, You better quit building your life uh, on the reports of the world. Uh, You better quit basing all of your decisions, uh, all of your behavior, uh, everything you do uh, on the waves uh, and the shifting sand uh, of this world. Uh, Because when you do uh, and the wind comes... uh, The house will fall. You had better get your head in this book right here. You had better get your heart in this book right here and let hell know I'm a conqueror. I'm not a cave dweller. I'm a conqueror. I wish somebody uh, would shout uh, until somebody on the Internet uh, feels a break uh, in their living room. Uh, I wish somebody would shout uh, until somebody uh, laying up in a bed uh, feels the deliverance uh, of God's power. I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out here. My God is the same God he was before they discovered the coronavirus. My God's just as powerful now uh, as He was uh, before they found the virus. I'm not afraid of the coronavirus uh, no more than I'm afraid uh, of AIDS. Uh, I'm not afraid of the virus uh, more than I'm afraid uh, of leukemia. Uh, I'm not afraid of the virus any more than I am Uh, Ebola. uh, You better hear me. Uh, The blood. Still works and coronavirus. If you think I'm gonna run into a cave of fear, if you think I'm gonna live my life, the devil is a liar. Come on, I feel something about to break loose in this sanctuary. I'm going to tell you the truth if you're watching online. There's people in this building right now that were busted by coronavirus, but they're back in the house of the Lord, giving God the praise. You better get out of your cave. You better get off your bed. You better get out of your house. You better unlock the front door and get to church and get to the house of God and get to the tavern Come on, somebody. The longer you live in the cave, the more influence the darkness will have on you. The longer you live in the cave, the more the voice of God. I feel something. I feel like somebody turned the light on this morning. Somebody put the light on. Somebody ought to just press for a moment uh, right here. Uh, Somebody ought to just press uh, for a moment right here uh, until you feel something break. I'm not living another day uh, with this oppression. Uh, I'm not living another day uh, with this dark cloud uh, hanging over my life. Uh, I'm not living another day uh, with the intimidation uh, of the reporter. Uh, whose report uh, will you believe? Uh, we shall believe uh, the report uh, of the Lord. Uh, his report uh, says I am healed. Uh, his report uh, said I am Field, his report said, I am free. My God, I feel a boldness of the Holy Ghost in this place. Katalama Shatayalabaha. notice I didn't even intend in preaching all this but I'm just following the Holy Ghost notice the language that the world wants us to adopt about a new normal the voice of Jezebel wants you to get used to staying at home this is the new normal get used to not worshiping in church it's the new normal get used to running around uh, and with every news report that's released uh, by half of them uh, that are a bunch of liars uh, controlled and manipulated uh, as the mouthpiece uh, of Satan. Ye If you've got the blood of Jesus over you, uh, you ought to go ahead uh, and just My God, uh, somebody's got to learn how to control your thoughts. Uh, I will not uh, lose my mind. Uh, I will not uh, surrender my thinking. Uh, I will not uh, surrender my heart uh, on the altar uh, of fear, uh, on the altar uh, of manipulation. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. That's just, an ex- that's just an accusation by Jezebel to try to marginalize the authority of God's word. That's what Satan's been doing since the, the garden. That's not what the word meant. That's not what God's word means. That's not what oh, the devil is a liar. virus is real I know it's real so is heart disease so is cancer so is hypertension but I'm not running around in fear and living in a cave because of the threats it's more dangerous to drive your car I opened it up I'm I'm just going to go ahead and go here I'm just going to draw a line in the sand. And this isn't intended for people who are at home sick. If you're at home sick, stay home and get better. But as soon as you get better, come back to the house of the Lord. Don't you let a sickness turn into a spirit of infirmity that wants to control you, that wants to manage you, that wants to... You look it up when you get home. Don't take my word for it. You get on the CDC's website... The number one threat to human life in this country is driving a car. Don't take my word for it, you go look it up. More people die every day from driving cars and getting in car accidents than any other cause of death in the United States of America. Do you know how many deaths there were just in Lee County yesterday by car accident? Guess how many deaths there were yesterday by the coronavirus in Lee County? Zero. But there's some of you who didn't come to church this morning because you listened to a news broadcaster that said, Oh, there's a a rise in Florida going on uh, with coronavirus. Uh, You better run and get in your cave. Uh, The devil is a liar. You ought to be cautious. But there's a difference between caution and fear. Don't you get in your car and drive down the road and then not come to church and use their statistics as an excuse. That's a lie from hell. You took more of a risk driving to Publix and going inside that building than you did coming to the house of God. Somewhere we better recognize uh, the difference uh, between a legitimate sickness uh, and the influence uh, of demonic activity uh, over a world uh, and a country uh, and a nation. I, I stand more of a chance of being killed in a car accident than I do any other disease. Add corona to the list. I'm not preaching about corona. I'm preaching about demonic voices (laughs) that wanna cause you to live in a cave. Fear will use whatever whatever it can to intimidate you. Now, if I was gonna read those statistics, fear would tell me, I can't drive. I'm going to have to walk to church. What do you mean walk to church? I mean, you, it's a 20-minute drive to your house. It's too risky. Or well, I just can't go to church because it's too risky. I'm going to say it. You can do whatever you need to do with it. If the shoe doesn't fit, then don't put it on. But you didn't stop driving your car. Why? Because everything in life has risk associated with it. The point of life is not being safe. Now, don't go and take that as a soundbite and turn it into a misinterpretation of what I'm saying. Pastor said we shouldn't even be safe. That's not what I said. You ought to be safe, but the point of living isn't safe because anything you do has some level of risk that you have to mitigate. Every day you have to, if you're going to cross the street, there's risk involved. You hear me? There's risk involved in crossing this. You don't believe me? Just look at the dead raccoons and cats. But something on the other side of the road that you want to get to rises above the risk. And at some point you say, that is more important than the risk involved. And so fear would tell me I can't cross the street. But caution says, I'm going to go ahead and cross the street even though there's risk involved but caution's going to cause me to look both ways before I go across caution is going to tell me to wait for the light to turn red and for traffic to stop i ain't crawling in a cave i'm just going to be careful uh, there's a difference uh, between being cautious uh, and living life full uh, of fear fear said i can't i can't ride in the car haven't you heard The only difference between the statistics of cars driving a car and Corona are different effect on you is ones being pushed by the voice of the enemy. And whenever Corona quits working, they'll find some other thing. Fear said, I can't drive. Caution says... There's some things a little bit greater than the risk involved in driving. So I'm going to put my seatbelt on. So I'm going to make sure I obey the speed limit. I'm going to make sure my tires aren't baldy uh, so I can drive safe. What are you doing? You're mitigating risk uh, against fear. Uh, Is the virus real? Yes. Be cautious. uh, But don't you dare uh, let that virus stop you uh, from living for God uh, like an apostolic uh, and stop you uh, from worshiping God uh, like an apostolic. Uh, My God, I feel like preaching uh, until I back every devil uh, in hell up uh, out of this building today. Did you know that over 50% of the nation's cases of the virus came from New York? Because of the concentration of population and the the outbreak. Did you know that 60% or better, I don't remember the exact number, of those people that tested positive for the virus were sheltered in place, they were sheltered in place and they got the virus. You know why? Because the virus doesn't just go to church. I'm going to preach to that devil that wants to tell you the virus doesn't go to Walmart and the virus doesn't go to Costco. Uh, and the virus doesn't go to the restaurant you go to eat at. And the virus, it no, 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 the virus only goes to church. So you can do everything you want in life. Just don't go to the house of God. You better get out of that cave because that cave has you listening to some voices that are trying to deceive you. I can give you lists of people right now, names and phone numbers that haven't been to church in three months that have the virus. Now you tell me, would you rather have the virus? being outside of the house of God uh, and the body of Christ for three months? uh, Or would you rather deal with that situation uh, while you're faithful to the house of God uh, and you've got the closeness uh, of your brothers and sisters uh, to encourage you? Pastor, I feel like I need to wear a mask then put a mask on, baby, and get to the house of God. I need all my masked saints in the building to go ahead and give God a praise this morning. Well, I need the social distance. You can spread out much further here than you can all the other places you keep going every week. Right now, I can give a whole lot of people their own pew. Quit letting the devil give you excuses and try to be a con artist to talk you in to a new normal because once you start down the road, where are you going to turn around? Where are you going to stand up and face the voices of the cave? Elijah, what are you doing in the cave, boy? His perception was all messed up because he had let a voice, a word of fear come to him. I tried to get away from this, but I feel like I need to come back to this. Some of us jump and shout and holler, and then we go home and lend our ear to a bunch of garbage all week long that causes us fear and anxiety and worry, how many more weeks are you going to keep doing that i 'm going to ask you a legitimate question: How much time have you spent reading your word? I wonder what would happen if you spend as much time uh, reading the scriptures uh, as you did listening uh, to Fox or MSNBC uh, or CNN uh, or CBS uh, or ABC uh, or DEFG, uh, get your ears uh, off of the voice uh, of Jezebel uh, and hear uh, the report. Uh, Oh, because if you started reading, uh, you would stumble up on Psalm uh, 91. uh, He that dwelleth... uh, in the secret place of the Most High. That's my kind of sheltering in place. I'm not staying at home. I'm going to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God is in him uh, will I trust Uh, surely uh, he shall deliver thee uh, from the snare of the fowler uh, and from the noisome pestilence uh, he shall cover thee uh, with his feathers uh, and under his wings uh, shalt thou trust uh, his truth uh, shall be thy shield and buckler Uh, you ought to memorize the next three verses Uh, thou shalt not uh, be uh, Afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness. You know what that means? Read it in the NIV or the other transliterations. Nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness means, nor the sickness which you cannot see with your eyes. How many times have they said we're fighting an invisible enemy? Uh, Well, it's not invisible to my God. Uh, I said it's not invisible uh, to my God. Uh, My God said I'm going to protect you. Uh, And if you get it, uh, I'm going to heal you. Uh, And if you get it, uh, and I'm ready for you to go home, uh, then I'm going to take you home. Uh, But you better live uh, in the secret place uh, of the Most High, Uh, nor the destruction uh, that wasteth new day, uh, a thousand uh, shall fall at thy side uh, and ten thousand uh, at thy right hand uh, but it shall not uh, come nigh uh, unto thee. Don't you dare Take sound bites from this sermon and start posting videos taking my message out of context. Don't you be a liar. Don't you be a deceiver. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Be careful. Take precautions. My God, if you listen to the media or even the general public at this point, they'll try to tell you that when you come to church, they're doing communion with Petri dishes of COVID-19. They'll try to convince you that, that, that we're lining up licking the doorknob on our way out of church. They'll convince you that all of our greeters have COVID nineteen, and we're instructed to do a Benny Hinn blow <sighs> on you as you walk in the door. It's a bunch of nonsense. If you can be careful and go to the grocery store, you can be careful and come to church. If you can be careful and go put gas in your car, you can be careful and come to the house of God. If you can be careful uh, and go eat at the restaurant, uh, you can be careful uh, and come to the house of God. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. I believe that when this stuff all settles, God's going to find out some things that were in people's hearts. COVID-19 isn't changing anybody. It's only revealing who they are. There's people that are going to use this season as a convenient way to back away from the house of God. To become unfaithful. There's going to be other people that this virus causes them to draw closer to their God. I trust him now more than I ever have. I'm worshiping him greater now, Brother Steve, uh, than I ever have before. Uh, I'm more convinced uh, of his power uh, now uh, than I've ever been before. Uh, I'm more convinced uh, he's a healer uh, now uh, than I ever was before. Uh, I'm more... A conqueror has no place living in a cave. My God, I feel something in this building right now. There's something shifting in the atmosphere of this sanctuary this morning. There are strongholds uh, that I can feel the foundations uh, shaking uh, in this house uh, this morning. The Holy Ghost uh, is shaking some things loose. Uh, The Holy Ghost uh, is shaking some things uh, in this house this morning. Come on. Uh, Somebody ought to lift up their hands right now uh, and just call on the name uh, of the Lord today. Uh, Somebody ought to just lift up your hands uh, and call on the name uh, of the Lord. Come on, come on, somebody. Yo Robo Shatarabaka yala bohosaya. Come on. Ya lamashatarabo ko saya. Ya lama Come on, this man of God uh, is drawing a line in the sand this morning. Uh, it's time to get back to church. It's time to get back to the house of God. Uh, it's time, come on, if you think this world uh, is going to change its direction, uh, you got another thing coming. Uh, if you think this world, uh, it found a foothold, uh, and it's running as far as it can, uh, and God needs a church uh, that is just as committed uh, as Satan is uh, to his agenda in this world. I want you to hear me, church. While there are some of us struggling with this thing, I just sat last Sunday, Sister Jeanette, in the VIP room with two guests, brand-new first-time visitors, that were in tears. And they said, my God, we didn't think there were any churches that were still having church. She said, I've been going through the worst time uh, in my life the last few months, uh, and I haven't been able to find a single church. Uh, what's wrong, she said, with churches, uh, that this world is in the greatest trouble uh, that it's ever been, uh, and the church uh, is hiding in a cave. Uh, what's wrong with her? I said, ma'am, uh, I promise you, uh, we're not hiding in a cave. Uh, we're right here. Uh, we're where we always been. Uh, we're standing on the rock." Come on, I'm preaching to some of you. Uh, This world uh, is sick and tired uh, of churches uh, that are just blown with every wind uh, of doctrine. You see, we think of doctrine as a religious thing only. We think of doctrine as just scriptures and people preaching real doctrine or fake doctrine. But the Bible talks about doctrines of devils. All it, all it is is a teaching that is presented as truth, that is nothing more than a deception. What is wrong with the church world right now being blown and tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine? I respect our authorities. I respect our governments. I respect health Healthcare workers. I thank God for them because when I've been to the hospital, I thank God there were some people there that knew what they were doing that could help me get back to health. I thank God for all of those things. But you better hear me. Cursed be the man that trusteth in the arm of the flesh. At the end of the day, I'm going to bet my life on this book right here. At the end of the day, I'm building my life on this book uh, right here Uh, not on popular opinion uh, not on social events uh, not on pandemics uh, not on world events Uh, I'm living my life uh, based on the principles uh, of this word right here this city needs a church that's in revival said this city needs a church uh, that is in revival uh, not tossed to and fro uh, not, 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 oh come on I feel the Holy Ghost uh, they don't need a church uh, that's double minded uh, and we're not sure uh, what God would do and we're not uh, no, 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 no no. we got a mission uh, and it's clear uh, and it's been established uh, from days of old uh, and we will not vary from it uh, and we will not go to the left uh, and we will not go to the right faith and wisdom will cause you to exercise caution. Fear will cause you to live in a cave. I didn't make it to the first two points of my sermon today. But I think I made it to what God wanted to say in this house this morning. I want us to stand all over this sanctuary And if you're watching online, I want you to begin to pray with us this morning. I feel like God is shifting us uh, and ready to catapult us uh, into a brand new dimension during this season. Uh, And I just wonder if across this house uh, anybody would step out of your pew uh, and make your way down to this altar with your hands lifted. Uh, Come on, maybe you've had to struggle a little bit uh, with fear and you've had to struggle uh, with the voices uh, of the enemy. Uh, But I wonder if this morning uh, you could and be like the prophet. Uh, when the word of the Lord came to him, uh, he crawled out of that cave uh, and God said, I've got more work for you to do. Uh, I've got an, a successor uh, that you need to anoint. Uh, I've got power uh, that I want to rock through your hands. Uh, come on, would you lift your hands? Uh, let's come to this altar uh, with our hands lifted all over this house this morning. Uh, come on, in the name of Jesus, 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 come on, come on, come on, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, come on, lift up your hands somebody ought to lift up your voice the enemy wants to shut down your prayer Satan wants to close your mouth and render you speechless because life and death is in the power of your tongue I wonder if you would open up your mouth right now come on come on church the protesters should not have more passion than God's church the protesters on the street uh, should not have more passion uh, than God's saints uh, in the sanctuary come on In in the name of Jesus 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 Ikko shataramaya no